The following program was made possible by the generosity of those who have determined to hold fast to the true Roman Catholic religion, as expounded by the Roman Catholic Church before the disasters of Vatican II and the so-called New Mass. Hello and welcome to another live edition of What Catholics Believe. I'm your host, Thomas Nagley, and with me tonight is Father William Jenkins. He is a traditional Catholic priest, he's a member of the Society of St. Pius V, and he's also the pastor of Immaculate Conception Church right here in Norwood, Ohio. Hello, Father. How are you tonight? Very fine, Tom. Thank you. And how are you doing? Doing well, Father. Good, good to see you. Yes, Father, definitely. It's great to be here, Father. We. Um, a bit of uh, turmoil this past week in uh, regards to YouTube and our uh, our channel. I hear we've become controversial. Something like that, Father. Yes, really? yes, My yes. Mind. We actually uh, received our first strike with YouTube mm -hmm. on the uh, What Catholics Believe channel, mm -hmm. and that was. Uh, what did you say? <laughs> what did I say, <laughs> Father? That was in regards to our uh, last last video uh, that we had last week, where we uh, you talked about the situation in Australia. And, oh. um, and the, the police over there and um, various things in regards to the, uh, to the COVID vaccine uh, were, were certainly not approved by the uh, powers that be at YouTube. And so, like I said, we, we received our, our first strike for that. So we are currently locked out of our YouTube account um, for a few more days, I believe, still. Um, and then subsequent to our uh, What Catholics Believe episode, we had a vaccine symposium. Uh, here at the, the school in St. Susanna Hall on uh, Monday night. <clears throat> we had posted that video only as a uh, an unlisted link on YouTube, so not even a public video, mm -hmm. but they still uh, went into our went into our account, found that video, uh, apparently watched it, and removed that video as mm -hmm. well um, for the same reasons that it was uh, contradictory to the uh, um, World Health Organization's information. The, 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 the tyrants of truth have tracked us. Yes. Yes. I see. Well, so, so yes, so we are currently um, we are currently locked out of our of our YouTube account for a few more days. So we uh, we have begun searching into other alternate platforms. But uh, I just wanted to highlight for for our viewers that I think this is the um, this is why it's important to go directly to our website at right. wcbohio.com. Um, because we will um, we will begin streaming on these other platforms as we are tonight. Um, we, we're looking into rather than rather than YouTube. We're not going to do any more streaming or recording on YouTube. Is that right? I don't think so, Father. No. Okay. Yeah. It's just uh, asking for trouble for them, right? And in fact, uh, we always have to be on guard about saying something true, mm. lest lest we be banned. Mm -hmm. Then we need to be able to speak freely. And so, so uh, yes, I, I see that's a very good point. We need to abandon YouTube, right, yeah. and uh, and go with other platforms, and that's what we're going to do. That's why it's so important that people go directly to the WCBOhio.com website to exactly. view the programs. Yes, because we will, um, regardless of the platform that, that we're posting on, we will take that link and embed that in our website. So... Um, that way we don't have to have people searching on all of the, the different different platforms that, that we plan mm -hmm. to... Uh, so we're not going to have any more, any more programs on YouTube? Any new programs? Any new programs. We'll leave all of our old content The old there. programs will still be there, yes, but Father. the new programs will not be going there. Okay. Yes, Father. So we yes. can speak freely then. That's the plan, Father. Okay, yes. we hope. 
Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. So, uh, well, that's good. Yeah. So I would definitely encourage all of our viewers to go to the website, um, look for our information there. Um, mm -hmm. I think also, Father, that just helps keep people off of YouTube and e even the other uh, video platforms that we will be posting on. I think mm -hmm. just avoiding all of the uh, the immorality that's that, that is on these these. Uh, there is so much that is evil on YouTube. Yes. So it's best for people to avoid that and uh, just go through our channel, yes, right? Yes, absolutely. But absolutely. also, there's such good content on our WCV Ohio website. I, that's where we really want people to go. Yes, right. There's so much good there. Mm -hmm. um, so it's not just the programs. There's a lot of other information there, too. Yes, rather. We have yeah. uh, lots of helpful Catholic links there. We have um, many, many articles of, of your writings, various uh, snippets from the, the Sunday bulletins that you, that you uh, pen each week, mm -hmm. and um, just all kinds of great traditional Catholic content on there. So wcbohio.com uh, to all of our viewers. Uh, now, this but, program itself. Where will this show? This will be on our website. Um, we're actually streaming this, this streaming this through Vimeo uh, for the mm -hmm. time being. I know Vimeo is not much better option than uh, mm -hmm. than YouTube. I believe they're they're owned by Facebook, if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, we we thought this might be a good just a short term solution because uh, we're familiar with the platform. But mm -hmm. we're we're looking into other um, more okay. sustainable, more conservative minded uh, live streaming platforms. Mm -hmm. so, well, let's hope and pray. Yes. Yes. Hope and pray. But um, I did want to mention, Father, in regards to the uh, the vaccine symposium that we had this this past Monday night. I know we, we've had a lot of people ask about that. Um, we did we did live stream uh, the symposium as an unlisted link, and uh, as I said, YouTube removed that video. Um, mm -hmm. I, I believe just a matter of hours after after the stream yeah. was ended. Mm -hmm. Um, so we we had lost uh, that that content and that and uh, from that night at the vaccine symposium, but we did uh, find that we had a recording on one of our other cameras. Um, one of our technical staff has graciously pieced that together for us and uh, and and made it a very presentable video. And so we're in the process of uploading uh, that video and and we we'll, can get that that link sent out to all those who request it. Um, mm -hmm. We are working on a few edits though at. The uh, request of some of the speakers to remove uh, some of the s just, just small snippets of the content there. So mm -hmm. we do plan within the next couple of days to have that that link ready. Good, and good. Should okay. be uh, available to anyone who requests it. So. Well, I appreciate the courage of those who are willing to stand before the camera and be recorded, go on record to say the truth. Yes. Their own and the the nurses involved, the two nurses involved, and saying what they're witnessing in the hospitals right now. Mm -hmm. Especially, so I, I thank them for that, yes. and uh, thank you. our technical people. Thank you. I thank you for your efforts there too, Tom. Yes, absolutely, my pleasure. Uh, well, Father, perhaps um, maybe just briefly. I know this isn't a, a brief topic, but um, if since we're not posting this video on YouTube, could you perhaps, um, if this is possible, speak a little bit more freely on, on the issue of the vaccine? I mean, this is still the. Um, um, the, the headlines in the news every day. I know you're um, mm -hmm. every day confronted by uh, parishioners and, and traditional Catholics who are um, wondering what to do about this and uh, facing all these different situations of how it's impacting their lives and their careers and their families and their, mm -hmm. their schools and their, their just everything. Um, so, Father, where, where do we currently stand with the, the state of the vaccine? And the, well, of course, the mainstream media is entirely on with mainstream medicine. Um, and there is such a thing as mainstream medicine. It's, it's uh, whatever is dictated from the CDC, the NIH, and NAIAD, and all that. Uh, 
And there are politics involved everywhere. That's the problem. This is, uh, they talk about science, but as someone pointed out, it's not science. It's political science. It really is political science we're dealing with here. Or politicized science, which is not really science at all. And uh, the idea all seems to be about um, getting everyone vaccinated. It seems to all be pointing to uh, decisions being made, propaganda being spread for the sake of insisting that everyone be vaccinated. Um, things, uh, actually medications that have been tried, tested, proven safe and, and effective um, for decades now are being banned. And uh, it's such that um, there are those who are even afraid to mention the name of these medications, such as ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, and so on. They're very effective, but they're being banned because if they're not, and the, the virus is shown to be what it is, uh, uh, very manageable, right? Uh, if it is such at all, I mean, even, even if there's such a thing to worry about, um, um, then obviously, uh, then they can't uh, terrify everybody into, into getting shot. Yes. Well, not once, not twice, but three times, four times, five times, over and over and over again, um, as often as they say it's necessary. Um, you know, we were told, well, life can get back to normal, normal if everybody gets vaccinated, or at least we get a vast majority of people who are vaccinated. Even, even the, the numbers of people who had to get vaccinated in the United States was constantly changing. Um, at the, uh, the whim of the witch doctor, uh, Fauci, who <laughs> lied to us about the masks in the first place, and then he always has a big grin on his face when he tells us about this, and then lying uh, and smiling about it, he tells us that he lied about it and uh, he was just uh, basically manipulating, right? Manipulating public opinion. And so it continues with him. Um, but uh, in any case, um, you know, they, they keep arguing now we need booster shots when the initial vaccines fail as they were designed to fail in the first place. The unvaccinated are being blamed for the variants when it's actually the vaccinated who are breeding grounds for the variants. And uh, it is the unvaccinated who actually are at risk uh, because those who are vaccinated have a much more, well, we're told even by a recent study in Oxford, uh, have a much higher viral load. And they're, they're like walking bombs of the virus. Um, so it's a, it's a serious, serious problem. And it's all about control. It's all about control. Uh, we see video coming to us from Australia. I guess that's what got us in trouble last week that we mentioned this. We see video coming to us from Australia with the police assaulting the populace there. And it's hard to tell whether it's coming from, uh, whether it's taking place in Australia or taking place in Cuba. I mean, is it, is this Australia or is it Cuba? You know, you compare the video that you see uh, from both places, and you, you, you can hardly tell the difference is what's going on in communist Cuba and what's going on in, uh, in uh, well, what should I call it? Communist Australia, right? At least they're conducting themselves as a communist country. So um, the government, anyway, is treating the populace that way. So in any case, uh, this is what we've got. We've got, um, you know, tyranny being imposed. Um, our God-given rights being taken away in the name of some, uh, some virus, right, which we're all supposed to be terrified, and uh, we're all being threatened. Now, you know, people are dying of something, 
There, people are dying of something out there. We know that. And the question is, what are they dying from? You know, are they dying from a virus? Are they dying from the protocols being imposed by the CDC? Is that what's killing them? Right. Uh, that's another question, isn't it? But I think uh, these are very serious questions that need to be looked at. Unfortunately, so many of our doctors just take uncritically what they're being told by the man behind the curtain. And um, they just repeat that religiously, you know, without, without really any um, critical thought to it, I'm sad to say. And those who do uh, take it critically are banned, uh, disgraced, um, cancelled, right, over and over again. Yeah. And some of them are very leading experts in their field, but they're being discounted. Um, those who will not... Um, uh, get in line with the party line, the party line, uh, or get on the party line. If they're in the medical field, they're being disgraced, canceled, uh, show trials basically held <clears throat> to eliminate them and their credibility. And the uh, people uh, um, who are not getting vaccinated are basically labeled as selfish. Well, actually, that's what Stalin Labeled people. That's what the communist Chinese were labeling people who would not, who would not follow the, again, the communist dictates and intended to live their lives, their normal lives in communist China. When Mao was taking over, that was what they were labeled. The people who were resisting the dictates of the Communist Party of China were labeled as selfish. And they were hold, held up as examples of selfishness before the whole population. They were shamed as being selfish. We see the same thing happening today. <clears throat> for those who, who uh, are absolutely resisting this vaccine, and for good reason. So to anybody who is saying, should I under any circumstances take the vaccine, I would say fight it with everything you have. Don't give in because <clears throat> we, we have to take the stand here because if we don't, it'll be our children next. They'll be coming for them. And by the way, if you, may, if you think you're going to buy uh, some kind of immunity from legal harassment, if you think you're going to buy some kind of immunity from being fired from your job, from being quarantined, from being even, uh, uh, let's say, held prisoner in some kind of camp somewhere, if you think you're buying uh, immunity from that by getting the vaccine, uh, that's, that too is propaganda because they're going to be coming out with shot after shot after shot. Israel has already said now that those who have received the, the twofold vaccine shots, um, I use the word loosely, vaccine, um, um, are going to have their passports withdrawn unless they get the third booster shot. And what about the fourth and the fifth? So they can remove your social standing, just like the communist Chinese have, on the cell phones of their older population, that please stop you and check your cell phone for your status in that society. It's coming here right now, and they're going to use these vaccine passports as the means to put that into effect. You're not going to buy anything by getting yourself vaccinated, except a world of suffering, really. <clears throat> and you're going to be betraying your children into that world, too. We have to, we have to stand united. We have to stand firmly against that here and now. Mm -hmm. Father, how, how, can we, uh, how can we prepare for this, though? Because it seems more and more we're hearing every day of uh, 
even our own parishioners who are on the verge of losing their job or losing um, everything that they've worked their entire lives for over this issue of the vaccine. And I mean, it's even getting to the point where um, it seems we won't even be able to participate in, in so many essential aspects of, of society. So how can we possibly... Well, if we're being threatened that? with not being allowed to rock, go to rock concerts, yeah. great. <laughs> okay, fine. We shouldn't be caught dead there anyway, right? And a lot of other these, you know, social uh, sites, we, we've got nothing to do with this. I mean, this is all part of that worldliness that's gotten into this mess in the first place because it offends God so much. God forbid we should be entertained by the things that offend God. And, um, but that's what we're doing. That's why we're in this mess right now, because of sin. But um, as far as, I'm, I'm hearing from essentially two kinds of people right now. I'm hearing from those who are threatened with the loss of their education. Okay, they're in the, in the midst of their college education, education so-called. Um, and some of it is, you know, uh, truly educational. Much of it is propaganda, again, Marxist propaganda. Um, but nonetheless, uh, there are those who are trying to pursue their education, and they're being threatened with being canceled unless they get the vaccine. And I'm also hearing from... Uh, those who are threatened with being fired from their jobs right. unless they get vaccinated. And of course, they think, well, if I, if, I get, if I take the vaccine, I'll buy myself a little time and, um, you know, all will be well. I'll, I'll pass that first test. But there'll be a second and a third and a fourth. And at some point, they're going to have to uh, realize that there's, there's always a step they cannot take. I'd say that this is the step. This is the step right here we can't take. But uh, in any case, um, you know, one thing has become very clear, and that is all of these students have uh, great numbers. There, there are great numbers out there who are, will stand with them. Yeah. And they're gathering, they're finding each other uh, in spite of the truth tyrants or the anti-truth tyrants. They're finding each other and they're beginning to pull together you now. And the same with, uh, you know, the, the, those who have jobs, mm -hmm. they're actually finding each other. They're being organized. I think Liberty Council has got thousands of um, those, even from the airline industry, mm -hmm. who are banding together in class action suits against the forced vaccines. And uh, there's also the American, the, the Alliance Defending uh, Freedom, mm -hmm. uh, in defense of freedom. Uh, again, this is a, you know, a band of lawyers that are, that are dedicated to fighting tyranny and securing rights, God-given rights. Uh, there's the Thomas More Society. I wish it were the St. Thomas More Society, but it's St. Thomas More. And uh, they, again, they have uh, a battery of lawyers who are determined to help uh, fight the culture wars here. Now, how courageous they are, I don't know. How far they're willing to take this, I don't know. But... Um, but I, I do know that uh, if what they have on their websites holds true, and they hold true to yeah. the advertising there, what they say about themselves, then we do have recourse. There are people who will take it into the courts. There's one attorney, well, I, I think I mentioned this too. There's one attorney I, I suggested, well, actually, two attorneys I suggested this to. I said, look, when uh, one of our people is dragged before the tribunal or the Sanhedrin um, and uh, is being told, you have to accept the vaccine or we're going to fire you or, you know, or there will be consequences. I guess people in the healthcare um, 
field in New York State are being told now, if you don't take that vaccine, there will be consequences. You know, it's like you're talking to a child. You know? yeah. And um, so anyway, <clears throat> but there are still hundreds, perhaps thousands, who are adamantly opposed to taking the vaccine. Yeah. Why? These are people in the medical field. They know too much. They know yeah. what we're dealing with here. This is dangerous stuff they're dealing with here. Uh, this is a toxin. This is a poison they're dealing with here. <clears throat> and they don't want it for themselves. They don't want it for their children, and they're determined to fight it. So, uh, in any case, um, as I mentioned to the one attorney, look, when, when uh, people are, are being confronted with this, they should immediately assert their rights, their religious rights, and demand a religious exemption. Okay? Uh, even if they say, well, there's no hope, they're turning it down, they've already said they're not going to accept it, demand it. Yeah. Demand your, your, the, your rights under the Constitution, under Almighty God, demand your rights. <clears throat> and if they turn it down, then, uh, then check out uh, the idea of a medical exemption. I'd say confront them with something, confront them with this. And I say it's a kind of a no-fault confrontation, because you can say, okay, you denied my religious exemption, well, I'm coming to you with this, okay? Um, I'm, I'm presenting bef be to you a legal document that I want you to sign in which you, on behalf of the school, on behalf of the business, whatever it is, take full legal responsibility for whatever consequences come to me, financial consequences, health consequences, even death, that you accept the full liability for whatever happens to me from taking this vaccine. Will you accept that? Will you take that liability? Will you take that responsibility? Legally enforceable in a court of law. And, and I, well, actually one lawyer said, well, we, we don't think we want to do that because then their lawyers will come back and say, well, we want you to accept the responsibility for what happens because you're not vaccinated. And if you come in here and you, call, you wreak havoc on the health of your fellow workers, we want you to accept responsibility for that. And I thought, well, that's perfect. Yeah. And actually, uh, the, the second lawyer I talked to said, that's exactly what we want. Yeah, let's show up with two documents. Say, okay, I'll accept all the responsibility, all the liability for whatever my non-vaccinated status is, causes, not politically, but I mean health-wise. And um, even the cost that it might cost, you know, involve the company losing because of man hours lost, I'll accept that. If you'll sign this, like liability. Well, first of all, they will never sign that because they know. They will never, no matter how safe and effective they're told these vaccines are, they'll never accept the liability for what that va a vaccine might do to you as an individual. And furthermore, if you were to sign the document saying, okay, I'll accept liability, responsibility for whatever my non-vaccinated uh, status may cost the company, <clears throat> the, the second lawyer said, that's exactly what we want, because we want to get this into a court of law to present the evidence. Because if we could just get into a court of law and actually present the evidence, we can't lose. So if we, we want to get the evidence out there. We want to get the evidence on the public record, and that's the way to do it. So he says, we, if we have to somehow, if that's the way we have to get it, uh, before the courts of the United States, uh, somebody being sued for not being vaccinated, and they're being sued on liability, maybe uh, in a civil case or a criminal case, let's get the evidence into the courtroom. Enough of this. 
Um, but so, because so far they have just been thundering their anathemas and their, their dogmas, their anti-Christian dogmas, right, about with these, but they will not actually allow a presentation of the evidence. They're silencing the evidence. They're shutting down the evidence. They're canceling and banning it from the social media. <clears throat> well, if we get into the courtroom, there's discovery. And that's where evidence has to be admitted, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, and if it's not, then it can be appealed to a higher court, all the way up to the Supreme Court. We want to get this before the people. That's one way to do it. That's what that one lawyer was saying. I think he's right, because he said, he realizes this is, we've got to fight, and this is where to fight it. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> but, of course, we're talking about, you know, the fight, fighting with the weapons of this world. Yeah. You know, we realize that this is not a war of bullets and bombs. It's not a war of even bullet points. It's a war of principalities and powers against evil spirits, right? And unfortunately, the evil that we've done by our sins, okay, to, in other words, <clears throat> empower Satan, as it were, to consider himself the Lord, the prince of this world, because we have sinned and we have, in a sense, acquiesced to him and basically given him the signal that we accept him as our Lord. Every time we sin, that's what we do. That's what sin does. <clears throat> it says, I may say, my Lord Jesus Christ, but when I sin, I'm saying, no, I'm following Satan, and he's my Lord. And so we have to stop that, as Our Lady told us the Panama, to stop sinning, and we have to start making reparation for our sins and the sins of the rest of mankind. This is the very start. This is where it all has to start, right there. And uh, consecrating ourselves to her Immaculate Heart and uh, honoring our Lord's Sacred Heart and her Immaculate Heart, being faithful to them. I mean, this is what it really, it all comes, this is what it means to be a traditional Catholic today. Mm -hmm. It's all about that. <clears throat> so, uh, in any case, th this, is, this is where we have to go. But we, we have to have confidence. I mean, our faith gives us confidence that there's this, going to be this great showdown this great showdown between the powers of hell in the world and ultimately the power of divine grace in the world. And we know who wins. <laughs> we, the victory is already there. It's already won. The, the only question is who's going to share in the victory and who's going, not going to share in the victory. Our faith tells us that. So that's what gives us the courage to fight with every honest, legitimate, moral means at our disposal. We have to fight it with everything we have, everything that God gives us. We have to fight this, and we're fighting it for Him. We're fighting it for our Lord Jesus Christ, the King. We, should, we must never forget that. So as far as this vaccine goes, yeah, this, this vaccine is a very important part. I do believe, as others have said, that this is leading toward the, the mark of the beast. And every single man, woman, and child on the face of the earth, if Satan has his way, and so that's another. That's why I think we've got to fight it with everything, everything we can, and to draw the line right here and right now. Well, Father, in, in regards to fighting the vaccine, I may just be playing devil's advocate here, but uh, is it is it the wisest thing to do to to seek out these exemptions, these medical or religious exemptions? When wouldn't it be perhaps uh, a better course of action to just put our foot down and say no? Uh, you do not have the right to do this based on my constitutional rights, based on my rights as a, as a human being. Um, I'm thinking of, of the example if there was some kind of mandate uh, to where we had to 
turn in all of our all of our firearms. We cer- we certainly wouldn't seek out some kind of exemption and say, well, I'm a I have a, a hunter exemption here. I'm a hunter and I, I need my guns for my livelihood. We would simply fight it on the basis that no, we have a constitutional right uh, to to our firearms. So. Do you think perhaps that we should uh, be a little more more broad in this and not seek out these individual whatever? Well, the religious to? exemption is fighting for our constitutional rights. That's why they have to accept those religious reasons, grounds for exemption from their rules, precisely because they are our constitutional rights, and they are recognized as God-given rights. So that's why we have to fight for them. Um, so, I mean, these, these intersect here. They're, yeah. they're, for us right now, one and the same. Yeah. Okay. Well, Father, we, we had a, uh, an interesting question that I thought was uh, somewhat applicable to this discussion. Um, a viewer wrote in and asked if it is permissible for men to currently join the United States military, both in regard to taking an oath under a corrupt and immoral leadership and regarding the fact that one would be deprived of the sacraments for an extended period of time. And also I would add in with the, the question of, of, the, of the vaccine and the mandatory vaccines for those in the military. Mm. Uh, would you say that it's permissible, uh, morally speaking, for, for men to join the military? I'd say it would be, um, I, I would discourage anybody who came to me and wanted to join the United States military. And it's hard for me to say that because I have the utmost respect yeah for our military personnel. I have the utmost respect for even the vocation, well, the evocation of being a soldier. Fight for your country. I mean, that's the virtue of piety. It's a, it's, it's a sanction of the piety we show our parents and we show our loved ones, our, our, own, our own, uh, children and so on. We have this piety that the church with God himself demands of us and the love of country. If that's what inspires our, uh, soldiers, um, in whatever branch of the service they serve, uh, that's, a, that's a good and noble thing. Okay, the, the warrior who fought for what was right, like the, the knight, you know, was considered to be a, a noble individual. And that's why they were determined not to take anybody who would ascend to the rank of a knight unless he was of sterling character because he was holding power and that power had to be the service of God, at the service of God, at the service of his country, at the service of, of the innocent, and especially the innocent defenseless. And uh, a rogue knight was like considered to be a real fallen individual, uh, the worst of the worst, you know. The expression corruptio optimi pessima comes to mind. The corruption of the best is the worst corruption of all. And so a rogue knight was considered to be a really low character, like Satan himself, basically. So, in any case, um, you know, we have a lot of that going on today with those who are uh, called to a very, very noble service of their country uh, as statesmen and in in the military who are basically uh, using whatever influence and powers and authority they have to uh, attack God, to attack country, to attack family and um, basically to betray all of these. So this is a very despicable thing. We see this happening uh, in our so-called leaders. God forbid that they should be our leaders in the sense that God forbid we should follow them and uh, even tolerate them, uh, claiming authority over us. But in any case, the, um, I would really discourage 
um, you know, anybody who came to me from joining the United States military for various reasons. Uh, first of all, our commander in chief, uh, I think is a total disgrace, disgrace. And I think anybody who would take an oath to obey this commander in chief would be putting himself in harm's way. Uh, I think this commander in chief is a, a moral reprobate. I don't think he really uh, is mentally competent. My, I'm giving you my own opinions in the matter. Since you asked a question, what I, would I do? With this, and I would have to say, but not only that, I see decisions that have been made even recently with regarding to the evacuation of American forces from Afghanistan. Yeah. And the more that comes to light here, the more I see the corruption, the corruption is the, that is at the very top of our military. I mean, it's come to light that uh, when the president of Afghanistan uh, resigned and fled the country unexpectedly, early, ahead of schedule, um, rather than turn the, uh, the country over to the Taliban, um, that the, the leaders of the Taliban uh, contacted the United States Armed Forces there on the ground in, in Afghanistan and actually urged them our American forces to take control of the city of Kabul because the Taliban was not ready to do so. And uh, now, can you imagine the difference we think that would have taken place if our American forces had, in fact, arrived in force and actually taken control of the city of Kabul? How we could have evacuated all of our friends there and thrown their lot in with us and been at our service all these years and uh, evacuating all of the Americans who were present there, uh, get them out of there. But our military said, no, we're, we can't do that. We just, we just want to control the air base. Uh, we want to control the, the, uh, the, air, the, um, um, the airport there. And so they actually uh, seeded the entire city. We're talking about close to four and a half million people. With how many thousands of Americans and how many tens of thousands of Afghans, Afghanis who worked with us over the years to uh, a very cruel fate. Um, and, I mean, you know, the stories have passed about busloads of American women who arrived at the gates of the, of the airport and were turned away by United States military, by the man on the ground who was commanding the forces there, at his command, they were turned away, and they were, they were actually taken and then seized by the Taliban. And I don't think they've had any word of them since. Seven busloads of them, okay? That's just uh, the tip of the iceberg, though, as to what's been going on there. Uh, you know the bombing that took place there? The suicide bomber of, the, of ISIS. Supposedly the Taliban don't approve of ISIS. That's nonsense. <laughs> um, but anyway... Um, it comes to light now that, that we had a drone locked onto that bomber. And all they were waiting for was the, the order to kill, to take him out. And again, the military told them to stand down. They were ordered to stand down because the negotiations were not completed with the Taliban. And that man was allowed into, uh, right there to come in and to... Uh, end the lives of 13 of our own servicemen and women, two young people, and uh, how many others, dozens of, of Afghan people who, who had fled there. Actually, some of them, <clears throat> perhaps all of them, uh, led by Operation, what is it, Pineapple? Pineapple Express? Express. 
where our veterans had to go in there under cover of darkness and under cover of uh, secrecy so that the resident, of the, the resident, resident Biden of the United States did not even know about this because he would have stopped it. And our own, our own uh, veterans had to go in there and go into the city of Kabul under the cover of darkness, find the safe houses, and get to bring uh, Afghanis out of there who are marked for death by the Taliban. And they were risking their lives to do this operation. How many did they bring out? Hundreds. They brought out hundreds of them overnight that way. And uh, we, I, we have reason to believe that many of those, uh, dozens of those who were brought to safety that way, were killed also by that bomb blast. When uh, we refused, our military refused to take out that bomber, knowing full well who he was and what he was up to. I mean, this is, this is, not insa- this is criminal insanity, if it's insanity, insanity at all. So uh, why would any, uh, any American want any part of that uh, betrayal? So in any, in any case, Tom, I think there are better ways to use the time, energy, and talents of our young American, especially our young American Catholics, than that. I mean, they should enlist uh, at the service of Christ himself. And uh, if they're going to fight for anything, they should be fight for the kingship of Christ they shouldn't be fighting as a tool of, of um, Joseph Biden, Joe Biden, or Kamala Harris, or any of the other uh, woke and Marxist, um, uh, what should I call them, uh, usurpers. <laughs> yeah. They shouldn't be doing that. I yeah. think it's a big mistake. Well, uh, Father, perhaps we can transition to a more spiritual topic. I, you kind of hinted at this earlier, but uh, we had a, an email from a viewer who asked uh, for you to define the meaning of worldliness. Um, they asks how, they ask how can I tell if I am worldly, and how can I tell if I am detached from the world? Mm-hmm. Well, actually, uh, much of what we say might sound rather worldly because we're talking about politics and and so on. But actually, what it all gets down to really is what we're talking about is virtues. <clears throat> talking about the virtue of piety, right? serving one's country, and uh, what constitutes real service to one's country, and what constitutes the exact opposite, right? And joining forces with those who are impiously (coughs) betraying our country. Well, Tom, when we talk about worldliness, we're talking about vices here. We're talking about kind of a complexus of vices. And, uh, you know, when we consecrate homes to the Sacred Heart of Jesus, we read, a uh, passage, a prayer from uh, Father Matteo, a great apostle of the Sacred Heart in our own time. And he talks about banishing the spirit of worldliness, which God abhors so much. The spirit of worldliness is, is the spirit of um, godlessness. I mean, you have godlessness and worldliness. Something is going to fill the human heart. <laughs> Something is going to fill the human heart. Because it is like a vacuum, in a sense. Our, our hearts are made to be filled with something, to love, basically, to, have, uh, <clears throat> to know truth and to love goodness. That's what we're created for. And so our hearts need to be filled with what is good. Our wills need to be directed to what is good. <clears throat> now, we can fill our hearts and our wills 
with what is true good, or we can substitute what is merely the appearance of good, transitory good, actually things that are evil insofar as they are disordered, and they're substitutes for what is the true good. Uh, ice cream is not a bad thing, right? We consider Most people would consider ice cream to be a good thing. Um, but if you make it your god, if you decide to worship ice cream, if you decide to live for ice cream, if that's the purpose of your life each day is ice cream, <clears throat> think of the refrigerator in Nancy Pelosi's home. Maybe nan- multiple refrigerators in Nancy Pelosi's home. Maybe what's filling her refrigerator is kind of a, a symbol of what fills the heart and the will of Nancy Pelosi, what Nancy Pelosi actually loves, okay? <clears throat> but I didn't say that, did I? So, <clears throat> you know, if we fill our hearts with that, false goods, things that have the appearance of good, and the human will, by the way, can't, can't love anything except under the aspect of good. Our wills are so designed by God that whatever we will has to be under the aspect of some good, whether it be ice cream or money or whatever. We can only attach our wills to it insofar as it represents some good. But unfortunately, these subordinate goods are actually idols if we place them before God in our lives if we love them more than God, if we love them uh, and they're a substitute for the love of God in our lives, they become idols. This is paganism. This is the what we call the apotheosis of worldliness, to worship worldly things. When Francis, for example, brought the Pachamamas in and had them actually worshipped and actually took part in the worship of them uh, by presiding over this, in the Vatican and in St. Peter's. I mean, this is the, the height of worldliness. And he's, a, he's an extremely worldly man. He lives for the world. Everything he says is about the world, right? Um, the, the worldliness that actually worships the, the things of the world, that lives for the things of the world, is what offends God so much one can take a, a small figure and, as an idol and worship that. Or one can take the entire universe as the sum of all the energy of the universe and say, well, that's my God. <clears throat> but whether it's a small idol that you're worshiping or it's the entire universe and all the energy in it, it's still finite. It's not God. It's equally pathetic to worship one or the other. The only, the only worthy object of our, of our worship is Almighty God himself, infinite truth and infinite goodness, infinite beauty. And uh, nothing else is, uh, is, is really, well, certainly nothing else deserves mandates uh, our, our, our adoration, our worship. He is our creator. We are created in his image and in his likeness. We have the power to know him. The power of reason to know him from the things he created, as St. Paul says to the Romans. 
the power of faith to accept his revelation to us about who he is, who he really is in himself, to know even his divine life. We have the power to know this. And we have the power to love, to love him. That is the only worthy, worthy object, as it were. I mean, we use the word object, and it does, you know, even the words seem so woefully inadequate. <clears throat> but when we refer to the, the object of our intelligence, we refer to the object of our will, we're referring to truth and we're referring to goodness. And truth and goodness are infinitely realized in Almighty God. What we call in philosophy the transcendentals, the very reasons we exist, the source of all of our ultimate joy is going to be found in these things. As St. Augustine said so long ago, Thou hast made us for Thyself, O Lord, and our hearts can never rest until they rest in Thee. Nothing, nothing can fill them. Even if a Zuckerberg, uh, a Zuckerberg or a, what's whoever else, you know, a Bezos, even if they had the whole world, held title to the whole world, they would be looking for other worlds. They would need other parallel universes. It would never fill the human heart. Yeah, actually, quite the contrary. It would, all, it would all only manifest more the void that is in the human heart that has all this and nothing else. Um, but those who have God have all that is of value, all that is true, all that is good, and all that is beautiful. And their hearts are filled with Him, right? St. Augustine learned that long, the hard way long ago, and his message comes to us across the ages, and we know it's true. Okay? We see the absolute void that is there uh, in those who have all but God, and uh, we see the fullness of grace that is in those who have him, notably our Blessed Lady and all the saints in heaven now. That's what we aspire to. So, how do you know? How do you know you're worldly? How does one know he's worldly? Uh, well, if he's if he's willing to trade his fidelity to God for anything that the world has to offer, if he's willing, if he's in a position where he has to make a choice between doing God's will or doing the will of, of any human being, any other human being. And ultimately himself, because he has to choose who his master is going to be. And if he's willing to choose for whatever reason, I don't care if he's standing on a mountain one day and he has Satan saying, I will give you all the glory of the kingdoms of the world if you will just fall down and adore me. If he, if he even hesitates over that, he's worldly. He's worldly. And the only proper answer for that is the answer that our Lord gave. Be gone, Satan. Be gone, Satan. You know, because the Lord thy God alone shalt thou serve; Him alone shalt thou adore. Um, so, if there's anything on the face of the earth that would claim our allegiance and would uh, challenge our fidelity to our Lord, I don't care whether it's father, mother, sister, brother, children, our own children our own lives, anything, to that extent, we are worldly, and we're in danger. So, uh, anyway, it might seem uh, rather um, abstract what I'm talking about, 
but I think it has some very practical applications day by day. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, Father, that's a very beautiful thought. Perhaps we can end with that. Um, anything else you'd like to add? I know you have some prayer requests. That you well, I know. Um, I do want to ask for prayers for some dear souls, please. Uh, Father Dominique Beaumont. Father Beaumont was ordained with me. And I found out uh, just today that he passed away on first Saturday of uh, September, just uh, just you know, yesterday, really. Uh, was it first Friday? Maybe it might have been first Friday. It might be just yesterday. Um, so I ask you to uh, please uh, keep him in your prayers. Another priest who was ordained with me, who has also died years ago, died very young, is Father Roland Jurek. And I, I haven't mentioned his name before, but I haven't forgotten him, and I do ask you to pray for him. And also Father Didier Bonterre. Uh, he also died uh, long ago. Very fine young priest. Please remember him in your prayers. I haven't heard any update on Father Francois Chazal. I don't know how he's doing now. That's good news, I think. No news is good news, and I hope he's recovering. But I also ask you to pray for a young lady. She's a teenager, just uh, maybe 17 years old. Emily Selway, and she's very gravely ill right now, hospitalized, and I think she's on a ventilator right now. Please keep her in your prayers and her family. Uh, of course, I do continue to ask you to pray for Father Baumberger and Father Colin Buckley, both of whom were, have been ill, uh, and hopefully on the mend. Uh, Father Shane Buckley was just ordained, and I was just, uh, by the grace of God, at his ordination in Roundtop on September First, right, Wednesday. So uh, please keep him in your prayers, too. He's hale and hearty, thank goodness, but newly ordained. So, Please also pray for Mike, Mike Lorenzano. I understand that Mike was admitted to the hospital today, one of our longtime retreatants and parishioners. Uh, the mother of Rita Davidson in uh, Canada, also a longtime listener to our show, uh, her mother is, has been admitted to the hospital. She's very ill. And remember a lady who just passed away today. One of our parishioners' grandmother, Jane O'Connor. Jane O'Connor just passed away. So remember her. And also a man who apparently had a stroke, a very good family man. Uh, we pray for him and his family, Gary Tellis. Um, and there are so many others too, Tom, and I could go on. But uh, God knows who they are, who need our prayers. I ask you to please pray for them. I know you do pray. That's why people ask me to ask you to pray for them, because they know that what Catholics believers do pray and know how to pray. So I commend all of them and more to your prayers, and God bless you for that. Absolutely, Father. Thank you for being here tonight. Appreciate your time and all you do. Oh, certainly, Tom. Thanks. That's mutual. Yep. Appreciate it. Thanks to all of our viewers as well for watching this episode of What Catholics Believe. Until next time, we ask that you all remember the words of Our Lady at Fatima to consecrate yourselves and your families to the Immaculate Heart of Mary and to pray and do penance. Thank you, and God bless you.